gluten-free, SCD, paleo, dairy-free, GAPS. Many of us follow some sort of restricted diet to help quiet our Crohn's and colitis symptoms. And in many cases, diets like these are game-changing. They help us digest and absorb the nutrients in our food better so we have more energy, less pain, less bloating and gas, less blood on the toilet paper and in the toilet bowl. And diets like these can help us from using the bathroom three, four, five, sometimes 10, 20 times a day. With diets like these, we can get results that are massive and that's huge. We'd do anything to stay in that place, wouldn't we? That's why when these diets work, we tend to stay on them, unless we cheat. And it's that cheating part, intentional or unintentional, that we're gonna cover today. What do you do after you cheat? Here we go. You are listening to The Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, a safe space where moms with Crohn's and colitis connect, explore powerful tools for healing, and transform our lives to thrive in motherhood and in life. I'm your host, Karen Haley, IBD health coach, integrative wellness enthusiast, and mom to three outstanding kids. After having Crohn's disease for 30 years and working as a health advocate exclusively with IBD clients for the last 10 years, I know it's time to bring the types of candid conversations I have with my clients out into the open. It's our time to go on an IBD healing journey and do it like only a mom can. Let's do this. Hey there, mama. I'm so happy that we're here together today. We're diving into a juicy topic, and I just know you're going to love it and you're going to benefit from it. Before we get started, I have some hot off the press news I want to share with you. I have to tell you that I have a brand new free training that I just created for you. It's called Crohn's and Colitis Meal Planning Made Easy, and it's a workshop that's going to change the way that you eat for your IBD. This workshop is all about how you can save time, money, and stay on track while you successfully use food to heal your gut. Can I get an amen? As moms with IBD, we all need that. We need sanity surrounding our mealtimes. And this is a live workshop. I love doing these workshops live so that I can be going through it right there right by your side, and you can get your questions answered in real time. And this workshop is an extra special for me because it's all going down on my birthday, Thursday, July 22nd, and that's in 2021, and it'll be at 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. If you're interested in joining me to lessen your eating for IBD load and you want tips so that you can reduce your stress and the time that you spend in the kitchen, you're going to want to join me. The link to register is in the show notes, or you can go to karenhaley.com forward slash meal planning to sign up. That's K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y.com forward slash meal planning. Because Crohn's and Colitis Meal Planning Made Easy is taking place on my birthday, I will be giving away some extra special surprises and bonuses to everyone who shows up live. I can't wait. It's all happening at 5 p.m. EST on July 22nd. Register in the show notes or you can go to karenhaley.com forward slash meal planning. 
Okay, let's talk about cheating. Dun, 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 dun. Let's face it, cheating happens. It might happen when we go to a family member's house for dinner, or when we travel or eat out at a restaurant. It might even happen in your own home. Sometimes we get glutened or grained when we go out. In many cases, we don't plan it. We don't bring it on ourselves. It's an accident, but it does still happen. And I'd like to always give you the benefit of the doubt and say it always happens by accident, but we know that sometimes cheating on your gut healing diet, it's intentional. We know we're doing it. We know there might be consequences, but in that moment, oh, in that moment, the temptation is just too great. We do it. Consequences be damned. And I can tell you right now that you have to stop beating yourself up because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether it's intentional or unintentional. Cheating happens. Which might make you wonder, how do I handle this? What do I do when I cheat? Do I need to take a step back to an earlier step in my diet, an earlier phase in the diet? And if so, how far do I go back? And in cases of SCD and GAPS, do I need to go all the way back to the introductory diet? What if I feel awful after I cheat and it sets off a flare-up? Or a scenario that we don't talk about that often, what if I cheat and I feel fine? Do I still need to take a step back? These are some really good questions and we're going to answer all of them today. Now I have a client with Crohn's named April. She started the SCD, the Specific Carbohydrate Diet, during the pandemic quarantine. That's a diet that's been touted as one of the best to help bring your Crohn's and colitis symptoms into control. So she wasn't going anywhere during this pandemic time. She had time to cook all her food at home. And so she saw results very quickly on the SCD. She was moving along swimmingly for, I'd say, about four months until part of her world started to open up again. So now April is back to work. She's accepting invitations to go to friends' houses. She is enjoying gatherings with her family in their homes. And it was getting really challenging for April to stay on the diet. Before, she was in her own gut healing bubble. And now she has to figure out how can she bring SCD out into the world. And for April, it didn't really go so well. At a family gathering, April's siblings, her mom, her grandmother, and some of her other relatives, they really struggled to understand her new diet. And she didn't know how to explain it to them. She didn't know how to tell them what she was going through. And she's the only one in her family with Crohn's. No one had ever eaten a special diet before. So April felt singled out, and she felt alone at this gathering of healthy people. And she decided that she would just try just a little bit of her grandmother's matzo ball soup. And it contained gluten and grains. And she thought, well, a few bites won't hurt. And then that turned into potato latkes and the delicious bread that her aunt always makes for these family gatherings. And for a while, April was thinking that she was going to be okay. She was going to get away with it. After all, it was just a small cheat. But 30 minutes later, the cramping, the bloating, and the diarrhea hit April like a ton of bricks. And April spent the rest of that gathering upstairs in the bathroom feeling 
guilty, ashamed, and alone. If you're on a special diet to help your Crohn's or colitis, you've experienced a similar situation. I'm sure of it. We all have, especially in those early days of a diet when we're still trying to figure it all out for ourselves. It's really tricky. It's a really tricky time and one single misstep, it can take you down fast. When I was new to SCD, I remember that I had a good friend who wanted to make a meal for me. And she said to me, send me the recipes that you're using and I'll make a whole meal for us to share together. I know what you're going through and I just want to be there for you. And I thought about this for a long time. It was such a kind invitation from my friend, but I knew that it could be risky. Even with SCD recipes in her hand, I knew it could still be disaster. But I wanted to show my friend how grateful I was for her support, so I said yes. I just didn't want to offend her. I didn't want to make her feel like I didn't trust her. So I gave those recipes to her and I hope for the best. And my friend, she tried so hard. She made those recipes just as I had instructed and I ate every last bite with the delight and gratitude for this amazingly kind gesture. And I got through the first few hours, no problem. I felt really great. I felt wonderful eating her food. And I didn't have any inkling of the trouble that I would be in until I got home. And my belly started to rumble and gurgle. I know you know that feeling. I could just feel that everything that I had eaten was just working its way around my colon and it had to come out. And it definitely, it did. And it did for three days. For three days, it came out. It turned out that two of the recipes that she made, they included bone broth. My friend, she had bought bone broth at the store thinking that bone broth was bone broth. And unfortunately, the one she used had some additives and artificial ingredients in it that I can't have. It also had yeast in it, which is a common ingredient in some bone broths. And I was really sensitive to those ingredients. So after a few days of those nonstop trips to the bathroom, those belly flip-flops, they finally subsided and I started to feel better. It was a rough few days, but before all of this happened, my belly was in really good shape. I was in remission, so I was able to get back on track rather quickly. What did I do to get back on track? I'll tell you that in just a minute. But first, I want to share one last story with you. This is the story of my client, Casey. I didn't meet her until she was on the paleo diet for two years. Casey has ulcerative colitis and she was doing really well. She had maintained remission for over a year and she felt really great. Casey wanted to enlist my help so that she could intentionally cheat. She wanted to see if she could start adding in foods that weren't on her eating plan. Casey and I worked for a few months to figure out what her body was really up for and what it just wasn't. I remember quinoa, dairy-based kefir, and basmati rice. Those were definitely a go for Casey. But sourdough bread and oatmeal, definitely not good options. So yes, she was intentionally cheating because she wanted to see what would happen. She was in a healthy place with her colitis and she wanted to just try it out. She wanted to expand her diet. She wanted more variety and fun in the food she was eating. 
there were lots of things that Casey was able to add in because enough intestinal healing had already taken place over a period of time. She was rocking that paleo life and it was time to cheat and just see what happened. Two of these stories that I shared with you have to do with intentional cheating, and one of them has to do with unintentional cheating. But it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether the cheating is intentional or unintentional. And for the most part, it doesn't even matter how long you've been on your eating plan. When it comes to cheating on a gut healing diet, what matters is the state of your illness, how you feel, and how long you felt that way. That's what will determine ultimately how the cheating will affect your body. Let's go back to April. Remember, she's my client with Crohn's who got caught up in the moment at a family gathering. I told you that April had a really challenging time after she ate food that wasn't on her eating plan. But what I didn't share with you yet about that incident that I told you about is that it set off a cascade of behavior for April. She really wanted to commit to her eating plan, but she just kept being put in these situations where she got uncomfortable for not eating the food that was offered. She went out to a restaurant. She went over to her friend's house for dinner. She traveled, and she didn't bring her SCD legal food with her. That one event, it set in motion a series of negative events for April. Even though she was feeling terrible at the time, she was definitely in flare mode with diarrhea, bloating, gas, lots of abdominal pain, even arthritis, blood in the toilet. She had lots of brain fog, difficulty concentrating. She just couldn't figure out how to get back on track. April had lost her way. This is about as big as cheating gets. April's cheat It went on for months, and April knew that not eating in accordance with her gut healing diet was the reason that she was feeling so awful, but she just could not figure out how to get back on track. For April, just starting the SCD again, picking up exactly where she left off, it it was not an option. April's intestinal symptoms, they were in a precarious place, and she needed drastic food action and possibly even some medication to help get her flare under control to get back to where she was in those first few months on the diet. Because so much digestive repair work needed to take place, I recommended that April go back to the beginning, intro and all. On the specific carbohydrate diet, the introduction diet, it's a very, very special place. It's a place of immense digestive lining repair. It's a place of true healing that will last for a long time if it's done right. It's a sucky few days, no doubt about it, but it's just so powerful and it's a place to go when you've gotten seriously off track. After completing a few days of the intro diet, now April had a choice to make. She could go back to where she was before she went astray on the SCD and see if that powerful intro was enough to bring her gut back into balance. Or she could start again at the beginning stages and then just start and work her way through again. And if you're thinking that April sounds like you because maybe you've been on an eating plan and it doesn't have to be SCD, it could be gluten-free or dairy-free. The diet itself doesn't matter. But if April's story resonates with you because you've taken some time off of your gut healing diet and you're thinking about how can I move forward in the best way possible, you'll have to decide what works best for your symptoms and your lifestyle. 
Decisions like this always go back to your symptoms and your lifestyle. How bad are your symptoms? Do you feel like you could tolerate going way back in time again, right? That's more of a lifestyle decision. Do you have time in your life right now to put the energy in that it might take to get you completely back on track? For April, the decision was really easy. She knew that for the first four months on the SCD, she felt fantastic. She knew it was working for her. She knew if she started again and went through those stages again, it would put her in a good place. So that's what she did. April went back to the intro and then she started again right from there. That was about a month ago and so far, April's doing really well. And especially for April, and this might resonate with you as well, Looking at what caused this in the first place is important. Why did she intentionally and consistently cheat for so long? I told you that when April started her diet, she was in that quarantine bubble. She wasn't engaging with other people and the diet was easy to follow. But once she moved out of the bubble, once she moved into the world, she found it difficult to commit to the SCD and to explain what she was doing to her friends and her family. So along with starting over, April and I also looked at why did this happen in the first place? If April's story sounds like something similar that you've been through, I really want you to look inward at this as well. Because we're not born with the ability to talk with people about hard subjects. We're not born with the ability to be nonconformist, which is what these diets turn us into, nonconformists. Behaviors like this, they take time to think about and time to cultivate the new habits that we need to stay on track. I remember when I was in the early days of SCD, I really struggled with this too. I never cheated intentionally, but I felt so uncomfortable being around others and eating food that was different. I used to have so much embarrassment about my almond flour bread and my bringing my homemade condiments and my lunch bag wherever I went. I would get really red in the face anytime that I had to order different food at a restaurant or anytime I brought my own food out to somebody's house. And because of that, I had to go deep within and figure out why was this such a struggle for me? Why did I get so embarrassed about being different from others? And once I did that, I actually planned and prepared things to say to people about why I ate differently. This might be something for you to do as well in the beginning stages, especially with diets like SCD and GAPS because they're just so different. So to bring April's story to closure, if her story sounds similar to your story and you're thinking about where to go back to after a long cheat or after a long period of not feeling well, go back to the beginning. Go back to where it all began. Once enough healing has taken place in the early stages of your eating plan, then you can decide how you want to move forward. Do you want to go slowly or do you want to jump back to where you were when you fell off the wagon? Remember when I told you about that well-intentioned friend who made that meal for me? I felt fine at first, but after I got home, the tummy rumbles and the diarrhea set in. I had to get all of that out of my system. The additives, the artificial ingredients, the yeast in that bone broth. It set off a chain reaction in my body, and I had no choice but just get rid of the toxins. But remember, when this incident happened to me, I was in a really good place with my gut health. 
I had been on the specific carbohydrate diet long enough that I was in remission. I wasn't having daily diarrhea, and most days I felt really well. After three days of that diarrhea and just not feeling well, my stool firmed up again and I was able to jump back on the SCD horse and pick up exactly where I left off. One sheet, a few days of not feeling well, and then I was back on track. Are you going strong with your eating plan? Did you cheat once, intentionally or unintentionally, with negative consequences? Maybe you can pick back up where you left off. It all depends on how the cheat affects you, and that really depends on what you're going through at the time. Do you have non-celiac gluten sensitivity or celiac disease along with your IBD, and did you cheat with gluten? If so, that's going to potentially wreak havoc on your gastrointestinal system. A dairy cheat, for those who are sensitive to lactose or casein, that might only last a couple days. But for those with non-celiac gluten sensitivity or celiac disease, it's going to cause a serious problem. And researchers tell us that gluten can last in the body for up to six months. That's not to say that you'll feel like crap for six months, but it may take you a while to feel like yourself again. That's the time to be eating very carefully with your digestion and absorption in mind with every single food you eat. That's how you'll get back on track. So when it's just one cheat, whether it's intentional or unintentional, what matters most is how you react personally to that food. Is it something that you're only mildly sensitive to and then you can rebound from it fairly quickly? Or is it something that that's going to set you back and potentially maybe for six months if it's gluten? These are the questions that can help you make your decision and then you can decide where to go next. On the other hand, if you're like my client Casey, who purposely cheated to see how her body would react, your decisions, they might look very different. Casey had been on paleo for quite a long time and she was feeling great. Casey was intentionally wondering, what else can I eat? Has enough healing taking place, taken place that I can start to add more variety and pizzazz into my diet? Casey decided it was time to cheat. She had been in remission for a year. She took the time to carefully weigh the possibilities of what she might try first. And we worked very hard to figure this out together. And when Casey decided to cheat, or as I like to think about it, move forward, she went very slowly. She added in one new food at a time, and she used my food mood poop journaling system to figure out how the food she was eating made her feel. Remember, some foods worked for Casey and some didn't. This is bound to be the case for you as well. If it's time to start moving forward and cheat with intention and purpose, I want you to be the tortoise. There's no need to rush here. Keep close track of all the new foods that you're adding in and how they affect you. And when you think you're going slow, go slower. Be the tortoise because the tortoise always wins in the end. How is all of this landing for you, mama? Time for a quick check-in. Is it giving you a little bit of clarity on what to do if you cheat on your gut healing eating plan? I really hope that it is. I hope this is valuable for you. Whether you're in the cheat zone or you end up cheating once or you are like Casey and you intentionally cheat, 
I highly recommend that you use a food mood poop system as well to track your food and how it's affecting you. And there's lots of ways to journal. If you want to see how I do it, you can DM me on Facebook and I'll be happy to share my journaling system with you. On Facebook, I am at the IBD Health Coach. At the IBD Health Coach. Don't forget to put the the in there. It's a new page, the IBD Health Coach. Just shoot me a message and let me know you'd like my FMP journaling system. Before we wrap up for today, there's one last puzzle piece we have to fit together, and that's how all of this cheating might be impacting your mental health, your emotions. There's no doubt about it. It doesn't matter why we cheat. There's negative emotions that go along with the concept of cheating. It never has a good connotation, does it? You might feel like you messed up. You might feel like you're a failure. You might be inclined to beat yourself up and think about the cheat over and over again. Feelings about cheating, they might overwhelm you so much that you start to feel stressed, anxious, or even depressed. And this is directly for you, mama. I'm saying this for you if you've ever cheated on your gut healing diet before. You might be in the midst of cheating right now. Holding on to the cheat beating yourself up about the cheat, deciding that the diet isn't worth it because you cheated, maybe feeling stressed or depressed or anxious about it. It is not an option. It isn't an option. It's just not. What's the point? Most everyone cheats at one point or another, whether they've been on a gut healing diet for one day or a thousand days. It doesn't make us any less than. It doesn't make us unworthy. It doesn't mean that we should feel embarrassed or ashamed or like we can't tell anyone about it. Staying on a gut healing diet, it is freaking hard. It is not for the weak. It is not for the meek or timid. It's for the badass woman that I know you are. You are a badass woman who's using everything at her disposal to heal. And I know you are because you're listening to this podcast right now. So there is no need for the shame, the guilt, or the embarrassment. You are human. I'm human. We're all just doing the best that we can on any given day. No matter how long you cheat, let it go. Today is a new day. Tomorrow is a new day. We're starting fresh here, mom friend. And if the cheat really rocked your world and if you're feeling awful and you know you're in flare-up mode and you're on the couch and you're you're struggling to take care of your kids it's time to take a step back start back at the place where you felt your best and for some that may be way way back at the beginning but start again because it's so worth it and if you're struggling to get started again reach out because you know you know that I'm here to help And if the cheat didn't really affect you and you're going about your day and you're not in constant pain, you're not symptomatic, move upward and onward because the cheat, it's in the past. That's where it belongs. Simple as that. You've got this. I know you've got this. We've got this. This crazy IBD illness, we've got it together. Until we meet again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy IBD healing journey chat soon. Thank you so much for joining me today and for listening to today's episode. 
When it comes to IBD, I know there's a lot of resources out there, and I'm truly honored that you chose the Cheeky Podcast to get your IBD information today. If you found this information helpful, please give us a rating and review. It helps other moms find the podcast and see what we're doing over here to help IBD moms everywhere. And if you feel called to do it, share this podcast with an IBD mom who you know could really use an uplifting message today, because that's what we're all about over here at the Cheeky Podcast. One last thing, if you're still with me, and if you are, you're definitely my kind of gal. We have to get to know each other better. If you're tired of living on the hamster wheel of IBD with all the ups and downs between flares and remission, if you're struggling to get control of your abdominal pain, gas, bloating, diarrhea, and other troubling IBD symptoms, go to my website. It's karenhaley.com, and my mom had to be just a little bit different, spell my name with a Y. So it's K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y.com, and schedule your very own free 30-minute IBD root cause troubleshooting session with me, where we discuss the challenges you've been having, we set goals to help you move forward, and we talk about how we can work together to help you get your life back. It's a power-packed 30 minutes. You don't have to live in IBD status quo. There's so much that can be done to transform your life so you can thrive in motherhood and thrive with IBD. I've seen my clients walk this path and it gives me so much joy to take that journey with them. My entire coaching practices run online so you never have to leave your house and you never have to get out of your jammy or yoga pants for us to work together. You know I'm wearing them too. If you're ready to take your first amazing step towards healing, I'm ready to chat with you. Schedule your free 30-minute IBD root cause troubleshooting sesh today at karenhaley.com. Click on the work with me tab and I'll see you soon. It's important to note that the information in this podcast and in this episode is for general information purposes only and not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. The statements made in the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, either by me or my guests, is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Before implementing any new treatment protocols, do yourself a favor and consult your physician first. Thank you so much for listening, for being here, for saving this space for us to spend some time together. Until we chat again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy IBD journey.